So we are in studio. I'd like to welcome everybody back here. We took a little break. We took a fucking break because I was over here and over there doing God knows fucking what. Really just smoking weed. That's the God honest truth. No, we did it. We had a couple things going on. We had the heavy sandwich at Wexler's. And there was what, a heavy sex that was sold out. What that was for the people? I will in a second, but let me let me introduce you know the episode first. I am joined in studio today by my fucking boy, my brother, someone who I could call pretty much for anything. Um, my guy, uh, a very very talented director and a kind human being, Canadian, currently wearing a Bass Pro Shops hat. Rolex, fully tatted, and a Harley Davidson shirt. This is this guy in a fucking nutshell. My brother, Joey Zentio. Hello. How you doing? We are doing great. How you feeling? I am feeling great. Yeah, you happy to be here? That was an epic intro. Thanks, Jeff. It's the fucking truth. It's the fucking truth. Now, anybody who doesn't know Joey, I'm going to give you a little background on Joey, and then we'll get into what the heavy sandwich was. Believe 80%. Go. Joey is a 27 year old 30 30 whoa gotta get my facts straight here i forgot you just turned 30 but you're like so you're, you're younger to me you know <laughs> you, you you you're younger to me and this and not that you're like not you know like you're immature or anything but just like you know you've got a youthfulness but to you if i'm 30 i'm like what 15 years younger. Yeah, exactly. Than you. Oh, I'm good. What? I'm 32. Relax. You're only two years younger than me. But Joey is somebody who actually um, inspired me very early on in my career and who actually inspired a lot of interesting things. Uh, people don't know if you don't. Joey's a Canadian director, and I met him through his brother, Armin Zentiel, who at the time was living in Montreal with me. And Joey, there's a couple of things I want Shout to talk out about. Montreal, by Shout the way. out Montreal. Shout out Montreal. The five one four. It's worth going. Unbelievable. Schwartz's kind of like Europe, cheaper, half the flight length. Full, Joe Beef. You'll get the full amount of attitude. Joe Beef. So there's a, a couple of things on the episode that I want to talk about. One is how talented of a director you are and the stuff that you were doing, particularly in New York, where your career started, both with school and the photos that you used to took and the music videos and all that jazz, which we're going to get into. And then I also want to talk about how you, like your, your, how inspirational you are. I don't even think you realize. And like, it's to, it's to the stuff that you were doing. Now you went to school in New York, right? Yeah. I went to SVA school of visual arts. And you had professors like... Yeah, people don't realize SVA is kind of like um, a, a silent but big art conglomerate. It's, it's up there. That's popping. Yeah, it's popping. There's a lot of alumni that are well-known. Lots of big directors came out of the program. Uh, just off the top Can of I hit my that head. pen? Yeah. Wasn't Rob Zombie your teacher or something? Uh, no. Um, I had an interesting professor, this guy, Ramin Barani, who's like a highly, highly acclaimed indie director, and he's been in involved with tons of festivals, won tons of festivals, various awards, sat on the jury of uh, tons of festivals, and he started off making very, very, very micro-budget films, and now he's doing huge, you know, not huge, but big-budget films with known actors and really like 
he's a good example of a quintessential indie filmmaker, a director's director. And so from I was lucky enough to have a semester with him, which was actually pretty amazing. So from going to school, you basically transitioned into making your own small projects and into shooting music videos, right? Yeah, because in a way, like music has always been a part of my life. And I was very much like an MTV kid. That's what I watched when I got home from school and I was a kid. Everything, all my exposure to things that I thought were cool or whatever. Pauly Shore. Whatever, Pauly Shore. Yeah, I forget the name of the movie off my head. But You know Pauly Shore owns this comedy store? No, I didn't know that. That's cool. Shout out Pauly Shore. I like Pauly Shore. Yeah, Biodome. Uh, what's the, Biodome is one of the best movies of all time. But also the one where he's marries the farm chick or whatever you know what i'm talking about so fucking good shit mike are you here oh uh, this is gonna piss me off what this movie's called we'll find out when he gets well, back i'm deviated but anyway shout out Paul shore yeah um so let's just list off a couple because there's there's certain th- specific artists i want to talk about but let's i mean these are artists that I've been with you on set with, and I've uh, basically, I, I can say, I guess I, I AP'd these, these projects. I associate produced these projects. But really, I was just on set smoking weed, causing ruckus. Yeah, eating snacks. <laughs> so the years, so this is, in, this is in 2000. When did you graduate school? Uh, to, like, high school or college? College. Um, 2010, 2011. And were you shooting music videos? Okay, so actually, it really started, the first music video that it started with was, I mean, this might be, the, I don't want to make bring up anything embarrassing, but that where we, we all started somewhere was the George Rifa video. No, that wasn't the first that one. That wasn't the first one? No. No, so where did it begin? Um... I think I had put it out there that I wanted to do music videos because the first thing that I ever did, believe it or not, was like this really, really low budget feature length film that never made it out of post and can and will not ever be seen anywhere. But I think there's a trailer on YouTube if you really want to check it out. This is this is the one starring Canadian Robbie Amell, who's in the trailer. Know this. Yeah, and Robbie Amell is now, if you don't know who he is, he's a quite a known actor robbie amell sweet canadian kid did some uh what was his show called the flash yeah he's in did he play superman he's he is superman cheaper by the dozen (laughs) too he's he is superman robbie amell fucking classic so then i mean i'm just gonna start lifting off the artists that i know that you you guys discovered creation i don't know if you guys remember that sorry i was on track there for okay sorry um so we did that feature never really went anywhere and then i kind of put it out there that i wanted to do music videos and a friend of older brother of a friend of mine had like a small management company and he was working with some indie artists and i ended up doing a video for this band called stuck canadian band and funny enough this year like 10 years later they just got their first like big major deal wow so now they're in the studio with like a known producer putting together this album everything's kind of happening for them but mm-hmm. it's come full circle and that was almost ten, i think that was over 10 years ago maybe 11 years ago so 
like 2008 you plant a seed sometimes you know and you, you never know what you're gonna get and how long it's gonna take but let that that's the, that let that be a note to all you people in the business yeah exactly so I, let's literally go let's 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 hear about the path like so okay from there um, was that when you got is this are you graduated at this point um yeah so no that's why i'm at school see the a reg a regret one of the best things i ever did and then one of the worst things i ever did was while i was at school um while i was at school i kept taking on these projects and i kept wanting to do like all this stuff outside of my school curriculum and i completely neglected everything i should have been focused in learning on and instead i just wanted to make like hip-hop videos and whatever and um and for better or worse that's what got me ahead right that's why i like was on the forefront of this like digital music video kind of thing that happened in the early 2000s and the mid 2000s and DSLRs kind of came. I remember when I first got to film school, the digital cameras were these big, like digital, like super bulky. The zoom was like on the, there's like a, it was like a camcorder and the zoom was on your thumb. And yeah, it was fucking crazy. It was like the shit, beginning, you know, but it was cool. I love that stuff and it looks good for what it is. And if you want to use it with a purpose, it's great, blah, blah, blah. But the DSLR thing was like, 1500 bucks or a thousand bucks or whatever you go out you buy this camera it looked awesome camera lenses you get them used you borrow you switch them whatever and all of a sudden you can shoot on the subway without a permit you could go to the basketball court in the hood you could go to the overpass with the neon lights you can go in the city streets with the long lens and blurt out and see all this cool shit happening like it's um Interesting time for a director. Yeah, it was cool. It was just like, it was like, it was like the, it was something new that was happening. And I was at the right place in the right time. I was in New York. I had the hip hop friends. I had the equipment. I was, I, it, it was the right place, the right time. And that's basically, so I did all these music videos. Well, no, that's what led you, uh, that's what led me up to the Crayshon, which you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So let's list all the artists that you made music videos for leading up to discovering Crayshon. Leading up to? Yeah, I want to let's list off all the artists oh, man. cash I, money. Let's I, let's, let's, let's let's Yeah, let's, that's what So what George Rifa? Right. So I worked with a bunch of Canadian people, this um dude named George Rifa who was super talented and is still super talented. I haven't seen him in a long time, but um we just ended up having a bunch of kind of creative differences and he wanted to go off and do this pop thing and mm -hmm. whatever. That's mm -hmm. a whole different story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I did some work with him and then I, I don't know how or how it happened so through my brother because my brother was living in Chicago at the time. This is after Montreal. Uh -huh. And he was like working in hip hop and he was producing and rapping a little bit himself. And mm -hmm. then he was also like putting on these hip hop shows. Mm -hmm. He did like the first Chicago like Wiz Khalifa show. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, yeah. all this. I remember that. A long, I remember long that. time ago. AZ, Young Armin. And uh, um, 
so basically what happened was he got a call from one of his show connects that this dude Jay Mills needed a video. That's who it was. Jay, Jay Mills, Mills was this uh, young money, cash money, and that means nothing now. He was kind of like he was like the he was like the B dude. But the thing was, he had he was on the label. Mm-hmm. At the time, that if you liked hip hop, if you like, that mm-hmm. was the coolest. You knew shit. who Jay Mills was. So I dropped everything and put a, like a camera guy together and this and that and whatever to go fucking out to Greenpoint and shoot this guy. And he was just like so miserable to work with. And <laughs> yeah, okay. So that's just, this is the beginning, right? Okay, so Jay Anyways, Mills. But who, I busted my Mills? ass, do this video for free, pump it out totally, and it comes out sick. Um, and basically, my brother kind of like pimped it around to all his hip hop contacts, and that's and he found this check on SoundCloud, and she no, had... no, no. There's so much in between that you're not talking about leading up to like Croatia. what, like what, like I'll name all the artists that you had shot music videos leading up before Krayshawn, i.e. Wale. That was after. That, that was all, all after. After man, really? Yeah, Krayshawn. I was in. Okay, I'm so sorry. Continue. Yeah, I'm yeah. so sorry. I'm so sorry. No worries. I did a bunch of videos for for nobody artists for oh. no name artists. That's what it was. Okay, so tell Krayshawn. Jay story Mills now. was like my first break, and okay. I did Jay Mills, and that Armin started pimping that video around, and. He stumbled on this like completely unknown SoundCloud rapper girl who had this one video and um, sent it to me. He's like, what do you think? And at the time, I was like kind of feeling it or whatever. And I was uh-huh. like, it's cool. These are a couple tracks I like. And one of the tracks I liked was the one he really, really liked. So he's like, let's Which go with this Which is the Gucci one. Gucci. Which Gucci Gucci. Right. And he had the vision for it. He's like, this is going to be a big hit. And to me, I was like, all right, well, I don't know about that. Like, this is a very specific like genre. Some young Russian girl. Right. Like, I'm like, this is like, you know, mumble, core, youth, hip, whatever you want to fucking call it. It is what it is. It's like the beginning of it almost. Exactly. And so we fly out to LA, we shoot this video. It was completely organic. Like, it was completely. We on got. The fly, we were staying no at permits. the standard. My brother and I are staying at the standard, and we, I remember. these two girls show up in this like jalopy piece of shit car. On they looked like they'd been living in the car, like just straight up. It was rough, but I just like that wasn't that didn't mean anything, right? You know, they had the song. We want to make the video. Mm-hmm. That's all it was about. Mm-hmm. We sat down. We smoked. Uh, we talked about it. Uh, yeah. So the idea was. We're going to go up and down Rodeo Drive. We're going to go up and down Fairfax. And whereas she felt Fairfax represented her vibe and that was where her homies were at and that's where her music was. And Rodeo, the content of the song is making fun of like girls that obsess over designer stuff Mm -hmm. because she, you know, it doesn't represent what her vision or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we go, we shoot the video. Uh, and in the after, we shoot Rodeo in the morning. Which and is Crayshawn cool. is Crayshawn managed by anybody at this point? Uh, some like thug. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In okay. Oakland. Some so, like his name. I don't even remember. It's like Big Al. And what's her shit. what what's her following at this point? 
She, she's completely unknown. I think it's like 2,200 followers or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the video, I think, had like 11,000 hits. The first video. That she had dropped. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Her okay. first video. Okay. Um, So, and it, it wasn't like... People think we like jumped on this bandwagon or whatever. Like, we made the bandwagon. Like you set the trend. This, this, it didn't exist. You know, she was just as popular as your like Z level SoundCloud nobody mm-hmm. rapper mm-hmm. with fifteen hundred followers, and like that's how it was. Mm-hmm. You know, and this song. So we shoot in the morning. The afternoon we get to Fairfax. When we get to Fairfax, it was like as I said, right place, right time, exactly in that moment. That's when. Supreme Odd Future was just happening, uh-huh, okay? Uh-huh. And a lot of it had to do with Odd Future. And Supreme was right there on Fairfax uh-huh. and whatever, all that Was other... Odd Future in the music video? Um, Not all of them, but a bunch of the Odd Future dudes are in the video. Oh, okay. Right? Like unplanned. Yeah, unplanned. They were just hanging out in Fairfax. No, like she was texting. Oh, uh, okay, you know, okay, okay. 3 p.m. I'm going to be shooting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blah, 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 you know? So we pull up there, and there's all these people kicking it in front of Supreme and on Fairfax and the hundreds and Ruka and all that shit. And we start shooting, and I'm just, like, walk up and down the sidewalk, rap. The sun was setting. It was, like, just beginning to come, just beginning magic hour. Mm Mm-hmm. We walked up and down the street. Everyone started mobbing. That's when the Odd Future dudes came in. They had the skateboards in the air. Oh, yeah. We were just incorporating what was actually happening. In a, This wasn't a big fabricated thing. This was, like was what was organic. actually happening. It was like These kids organic. were hanging out there that day. So there's a couple extras because she was texting them to come out. But that's where they would be going out anyways. Mm-hmm. And that's what all I wanted to show. So we filmed that, and there's all these extra dudes were there, like mm-hmm. that aren't on the video. Chris Brown was there that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she was with like Omarion or somebody. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Andy is <laughs> just the, like cool, cool little cameos that like, meant something at the time. Maybe like yeah, 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 right. yeah. like all these people. Uh-huh. So we shoot that, and then we were staying at the Standard. We went back that evening to the Standard. I had like 60 people in my room. We shot, shot her in yeah. front of that. Um, curtain. Mm-hmm. I and remember. And after that, we went to um, shout out to Croft Alley, uh, Croft Alley, and the Standard just opened in the Standard on Sunset. Yeah. Um. Then we got kicked out of the hotel, and we went all the way down to downtown Los Angeles to some pro skateboarders condo, and that's where we shot that party. And it all just kind of happened. Like I didn't know. Any of these people, it all. Everyone was like, "Come shoot here!" Like they just yep. wanted to be on it. Yeah. And everyone was trying to get, you know, in front of the camera and get a cameo going. And from there, after filming it, what happened? Wow, this is just such a loaded story. But basically, it all went. To it's shit. an incredible story. Yeah, she just doesn't. She had no like straight up. I don't want to. I didn't come here to throw shade sh- on anybody, whatever, no. but yeah. she wasn't cool. She wasn't a lady about it. She wasn't a decent person. She wasn't a respectful artist about it. Uh-huh. 
It was just kind of like... And this is after you've worked with some artists. Yeah, man. We flew out on our dime. I rented that Dodge Challenger in the video. That was my rental car that all her fucking friends are hanging on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Like, we... That was on our dime. Yeah. And... Not only that, we we edit... Shout out... We, you know, we're like... We edit it fucking... We edited that video like 10 times. Yeah. And she she basically wouldn't like the cut, wouldn't like the cut, wouldn't like the cut, and she wouldn't give good feedback. And my editor, John, at the time, was just like, I don't get it, man. I'm This is all the best footage, whatever. Yeah. And it clued in. And Lil Debbie, like her side chick in the uh-huh. video, had too much screen time. Uh, and she just wouldn't come out and say that because it was like hurting her ego. Yeah. So I was, so I was like, oh, John, just fucking cut, cut her this out. chick out a bit, and went, and then sure enough, oh my god, the video's so sick, I love it now. I'm like, oh my god, this is insane. I'm saying, yeah, 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 this yeah, is yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then they proceeded to basically upload it on their page. So no, yeah. So basically, so before before the, when we had done like ten edits and it wasn't going anywhere, she's like, "I'll give you three hundred bucks. Just send me the hard drive with the footage, and I'll edit it." Like three hundred bucks. Like I spent three hundred bucks at the charger, you know, at the camera store that day before, yeah. just like re-upping on film breakables. And yeah, whatever. it wasn't film. It was cart whatever yeah, I needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what? That doesn't add up. Like, this is our, we're investing in this. We're, we're, we are producing we this wanna, to put it yeah, out there as a product. Page, like, yeah. strange customs. This is a strange customs production. Production, hundred percent through and through. Clearly, and uh, it was a split concept, you know. But the concept was, I'm gonna walk up this street. I'm gonna walk up that street. Every other shot, every single thing was all me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shout out my brother who found the song. Yes, that of was course. him. Of so course. that's for the record, for the fucking record, my brother found the song. I made the video. She wrote the song. Her contribution to the video was very, very minor and creatively and throughout the edit and post production. And this video was nominated. For an MTV... Yeah, it was Best New... Video for Best New Artist. Okay. 2011 or 12. I don't even remember what year it was. And you know what? I just want this to be... You know, obviously Joey's learned his lesson. You know, but let this be a lesson in the sense... Yeah, oh, I didn't roll one. I just brought the pen because I didn't have time. Let this just be a lesson. You know, in this industry, whether you're a director or whatever you're doing, people will take advantage Man, so that's you. not even the end of the story. Yeah, like, and so so yeah, continue. So we end up getting in touch with so Krayshawn gets signed to Sony. Huge, Her, the based song on blow, this video. Blows up. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. So we shoot the video. We drop it. Um, I go to bed. Wake up. It's on the front page of Fader. It already has three hundred thousand hits. Snoop Dogg tweeted it. This person tweeted that person tweeted. Like literally all these huge hip hop celebrities. Every fucking person, it's trending. I'm She's getting not hit up. Not showing any love at all. The only reason why people are hitting you but up is because it says Strange Customs at the ex- end of the thing. Exactly, which we insisted on doing. And if I could do it again, I would have put it in front of the fucking video. Yeah, at the beginning. I would have ghost marked it across the whole Yeah, video. of course. Fuck As, yeah, yeah. Anyways. So it becomes this huge, and then, then I go to bed. The next day I wake up, Vogue Italia 
the New York Times, all these like insane publications that don't even cover music are posting about it. Mm-hmm. Like it's a cultural phenomenon. Because it was the beginning and of dude, a no I, one it, coming up from SoundCloud. And I was like, just, a, yeah, that was the beginning of it. That, that was like. What year was this? Justin Bieber is like the, you know, he, it was like a Justin Bieber story. Obviously, Bieber is now like a legend and he's so successful. And Krayshawn's no one. Crackhead and she's probably dead. Like, I, yeah, never, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. what she's up to. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, this, it, 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 the format of how it happened, it was a new thing. And all these people hit us up and we had all these great opportunities. But, the one big break that came out of this that is so fucked up is that Krayshawn in the song goes, I'm an editor-director. And that's true because she was making all these really shitty, like, lowbrow, lo-fi, like, videos on her own accord. Okay. And that's totally cool. But she had she didn't direct or edit anything to do with, with Gucci this Gucci. Yeah. And, and Anthony Kiedis or one of the guys from Red Hot Chili Peppers see the video and um, end up hitting up her label being like, oh, we want Krayshawn, the editor-director, to shoot a video off our new album. And obviously, my name never gets brought up. And they hire her, and it's like a 300K budget, from what I understand, and they shoot it, and it's like a fucking disaster. Krayshawn doesn't show up till half, like, keeps them waiting, shoots all her friends. Like, it's a total disaster. And, uh, And they end up canning the video. And so I end up getting in touch with the rep at Sony. I'm like, what the fuck? This is insane. And he's like, okay, I'll contact Interscope or whatever, Capital or Interscope, to see if I can rectify this. And he's like, oh, and then a couple of days later, he's like, oh, well, yeah, I, I spoke to them. They're just so, like, have such a bad taste in their mouth over the experience that they're going to just do something else. I'm like, fuck you, man. You know, like, I, I work for that chance. That was my, that was the, that, that was, was like it. the chance, you know, cuz I just, grew up listening to the Chili's. Yeah. My one of my good friends Shane The best da- concert I ever went to was One of my good a- friends Shane Daniels who passed away is a good good friend of mine had his Chili Peppers logo tattooed on his chest and I remember like when he got it and how proud he was. Yeah. Showing I love this band, man, you know, and yeah. I'm just like to me, that would have been a a, a, a marker in my life, and yeah. I feel like she very much fucked me out of that, and uh, uh, that sucks, you know. But yeah. you move on, and I went on to do good stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, it's but yeah, and and so a year later, two years later, I don't remember how or what, but I end up having dinner with this a but with this dude and his girlfriend, and the girlfriend's dad is the Red Hot Chili Peppers lawyer. And she, like, confirmed the story from the other side of the table. And, and like, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I, And she's like, let me do something about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's too late. You know? Yeah, the, yeah, the opportunity to pass. Yeah. So, on now, you've, you don't speak to her at all, obviously. Is she alive? I have no idea. Right. So, the, so after that song, so she yeah, so the guy that produced the song, I don't even want to say his name because he's a fucking loser, and I don't, you know, but um, uh, he ended up like call. We tried to sue Crayshon 
after the fact. We got a lawyer in New York who basically went after her just trying to recoup costs for their video and some money lost. She got like this huge, like, I think it was like million or two million dollar deal. Uh, we didn't see a dollar. We didn't get the next video, we, which was part of the verbal agreement we had. We didn't see shit. We didn't get acknowledgement. We didn't get invited to any awards. We got totally cut out of everything, 100%. And then and look what fucked happens. over on the chili. And then video. look what happens. So my lawyer couldn't serve her because she didn't even have an address. So we couldn't even serve her. But so papers were sent to Sony and she caught wind of it. And that was the one time she contacted us. And it was just to curse us out and to tell us that she was unfollowing us on Twitter. Oh, my God. <laughs> so this... She then my brain is scrambling over how annoying this. No, 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 no. But what's wild is is that after Gucci Gucci, what happened? She she was basically that was it for her. Uh, yeah, she went on to do some video. I remember seeing it. It was like an anime video. It was shit, and it got no hits. And her label dropped her, and her whole album sold like 2,000 units, and her whole world crumbled. And then the white trash piece of shit guy that produced the song, who was this like dude that lived in his mom's basement in Staten Island, this literal like wigger like dude, and um, he he ended up knocking her up. Oh my god. Yeah. And so now she's... So I think she's got a kid. I don't know how she makes money. I'm just going to, for, for a second, I'm just going to look up her Instagram. Like, it. I just want to look up this girl's I feel like Instagram. I sound so bitter right now, but it, she's just not a good person. No, and... you got fucked, bro. It's not, yeah, it's not cool. You know. K-R-E-A-Y-S... K-R-E-A-Y-S-H-A-W-N. Kray Kardashian... Yeah, see? Like, what? Oh, God. Well, she's still alive? For um, she, You know who... Oh, dude, she's... This is sad. Anyways, what I want to say... Why, why I think it's an important story 300, to tell... 300,000 followers. I think why it's an important story is it's because it's a lesson learned, you know? Um, and what goes around comes around. Uh... You don't fucking take advantage of people. And if you do, then what goes around comes around, you know? Like, if she had put on for you and um, hadn't, you know, been such a bitch about everything, she'd probably still be around. Fuck, I feel like just scrolling on this Instagram, I'm getting herpes. (laughs) My dick is burning. She kind of looks... Like a way uglier version. First of all, I don't even want to mention this next name in the same respect to Crayshon at all because they're completely different. This person who I'm about to mention is an incredible artist and was awesome. But Amy Winehouse, you see how she like kind of looks like a fucking Amy in this last photo. She's trying to like you for know what sure. I'm what you're trying to say is it's uh like heroin vibes. I don't Crack know. About, I don't know about that. I don't, just you know, dark hair, lots of tattoos. It had nothing to do with drugs. Just like and, and like you know her, and she kind of like a little bit looks like her. But that's what I when this last photo that she just posted, I'm like, who? Like, it just doesn't add up. Anyways, so you know, just so people understand, beyond the music videos, while all this music video stuff is going on, you're also shooting 
Jose and Eli. Yeah, what I re- like at a certain point, I, I just really I'm. The music videos were a means to an end. What I really wanted to do was shoot feature films, and that's what I respected, right? I looked at film as this medium that had all these entities, and you, I didn't think I had to commit to one. I want, you know, lots of my favorite directors were shooting music videos, commercials, movies, documentaries, short films, whatever, everything. And I always looked at music videos as practice and learning techniques and fucking around with stuff. But to me, the be-all, end-all was making films, and that's really what I wanted to do. So I was writing, and I never fancied myself a writer, and I was never quite talented at it. But I was able to express my ideas and kind of get some projects rolling. And uh, one of the projects I ended up shooting was a short called Jose and Eli. And to me, that was really one of the best things I ever did because I did the Ramin Barani thing. I was so influenced by him at the time because I was kind of fresh out of his class. But I I worked with non-actors. I worked with a friend of mine who's this younger guy. And he had a kid early in life, and he had to struggle. He had all these struggles because he wanted to be an artist, but he had all these real-life responsibilities. And that come along and it's with not just if you have a kid. It's like anybody, Take like care of you, even like you growing up or whatever. You're this like young adult. You feel the responsibility to make money and provide, but you want to be a comedian and you want to be successful and you don't want to give up your dream. And that's what it was about. It wasn't just about the kid. It was about everyone. It's about what you got to do and what you want to do and finding that balance and not losing the fire to do that. Which is funny because like 10 years later, <laughs> I could look back and maybe learn a lesson from my own film. But um, Well, I don't think – th- this is another thing that I think you know ties into – I don't know if you're comfortable talking about it. Are you comfortable talking about Gary or no? Sure. Okay. So, you know, it, Gary, your father, uh, an absolute legend, RIP, he passed away in, uh, a few years ago. Gary was your biggest supporter – and it his passing, I don't want to say has derailed your path as a director, but it's but it's created you know somewhat of a ripple. Well, no, it's cool. You could say like it's not his fault, you know, but it no, did no. derail my career in the sense of you to now I got all this shit that I gotta do, with. and it's hard to focus on the stuff that I want to do because when Gary was there. It was all taken care of. Right. And that's kind of where I started, you know, I grew up playing in bands and whatever, and I took a long break from that, especially when I was heavy making films. But in recent years, I've played a lot of music, and I appreciate it because it's something I could jump into and jump out of quick. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have a spare half an hour. I'm going to play some guitar. Jam for 30 minutes. Exactly not oh i have half an hour i'm gonna write two pages out of a screenplay and like just get in the zone and then i gotta get on this conference call and do this yeah 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 it just doesn't happen do you think doing what i can do right i know i know do you so so but i know that you have a burning first of all i want to say anybody who's seen joey's work joey's extremely talented i mean that you are extremely talented thank you you are and I, 
I, you were a huge inspiration to me, you know, when I first moved or started spending time in New York, I remember <laughs> Armin was like, yo, you got to meet my brother. He's like, you guys are going to hit it off. You guys are both big. We were both 250 at the time, at least, at you know, least, at least, at least. We both loved weed. We both loved hip hop. You were in New York. And I came and I met you. I, what was the first music video you played for me? You remember in your Maybe apartment? Paparazzi was it the one with the helicopter and all that shit? No, no it might have been paparazzi. Or I think was it was it another one. I, no, no, it was a hip hop video. Oh, black I think it and might white. Have been. Prime. Yeah, might have been something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Prime was like. Is when you were in that apartment across from the diner yeah, on twenty. Yeah. I made a bunch of videos for this dude Prime, who's from the Bronx, and actually he was always a really respectful guy, and his management team was cool and whatever. But from what I understood, he was signed to this like G Unit Afterburner label, and he like just kind of never did anything. Yeah, Prime. but he was a nice guy, <laughs> and he was you know if you're into that New York tough guy like. And you know just 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 so people know the history like. The reason why Joey inspired me so is because he was so invested in the work, you know? And I think this is touching maybe to, like, you know, something how you're talking about how you can jump in and out of music quick, you know? Joey had a fucking team of people working for him. Editors, interns, and it was... Yeah, it's those always those were the days. You, you, those were the days, bro. Yeah. Those were the days. And those still, I, I feel like there's a lot of those days still ahead of us. One of my, one of my favorite things, like I, bro, when and when I saw your work and how, like, because when you see another can, young Canadian kid in America, like going after it and doing the same thing, the only thing that you want to do is like come together, to, like, up yeah, with that you know what I'm saying. Sure. That's why I was so excited to work with you. Right. And yo, check out our fucking work, like the first. <laughs> culinary comedy rap song that i ever made was a song called turkey dinner and joey shot the music video for it and it's literally in new it's york it's kind of crazy man just kind of crazy just thinking of all this shit sitting here like as you're talking about it because this isn't on my mind day to day so and we also shot a music video called pita with the hummus when you lived in your tribeca apartment uh yes wow i didn't shoot that though oh we didn't shoot that your intern shot that we're not even gonna mention him because he's such a little fucking scoundrel is that guy still alive (laughs) man that guy joey had fucking staff at his apartment he had four or five people there every single day not just like they're smoking weed eating they were smoking weed and eating Obviously, because that's all we do. But they were working projects, multiple projects at a time. And and Joey, I just want to say this. I know you're dealing with, you know, you just bought a farm. You're engaged. You're in Toronto now. I just want to say this. And to anybody and to anybody listening. I'm everywhere. I've driven across America. Okay, relax, relax, relax. I'm, I'm saying something important. I'm more places than most people at relax, most times. Relax. That's a goddamn relax, fact. Relax, you guitar playing maniac. That you are still so capable of doing that. And I know and I know for a fact that when the time is right that we will work again together. And your directing days are not over. No, they're not. They're over. not. They just took a little hiatus. I've just taken a little break, and I have done a couple little projects, and I definitely have had the itch. And one project that kind of went under everyone's radar 
is a really, really good thing that if you care, I want you to check it out. It's called Everyone Else. It's a short film. It's about 10 minutes I made about stunt motorcycle riders in Toronto. And it's um, kind of crazy because when you think about it, Toronto has, what, four or five months a year you can actually ride a motorcycle because of the weather. Yeah. So to be committed you know, oh, in Canada, to, to like, commit your life crazy. to that, you, like, you know, you you really got to be on it. And these guys are out there every waking day working on their bikes, doing whatever. Most of them don't have licenses, don't have insurance. Like, it's a total passion thing, and they're out on the streets, on, some meek on meal the highways, shit. wheeling these sport bikes and doing all kinds of crazy shit. You should definitely, that sounds so interesting. definitely check it out. And I've heard it's actually a means of, you, you know... YouTube.com slash Strange Customs TV. You could check out a big archive of stuff I've worked on and stuff my boutique company has produced and whatever. All... Pretty humble stuff, but some great content on there, and we've had the chance to work with some talented people and stuff, so it's it's worth checking so out. So definitely check it out. And, you know, I've heard that, like, a lot of these guys who are doing the motorcycling stuff do it, to, to and, and it keeps them out of trouble. It's like if they weren't doing that, they'd probably be selling drugs, right? <coughs> you know? Same with the rap game, yeah. and same with, you know, the car racing guys and drag guys and whatever. Like, you know, that's their... Music people, like, you know, people that have a passion for something. You got to really respect that. The, tr the, the, you know, the, the, your every man is awesome, but you're Miles Davis and you're John Coltrane and you're, you know, Muhammad Ali and what people that go out there and fucking work so hard for that thing they love. Like, that to me, that's amazing. I agree. I love that. So I think. That another thing that's important to talk about too is another thing that you inspired, which is New York Nico. Yeah, I don't know if I could like take credit. No, for no, whatever, no. I'm not but... trying you to, to to take credit, but like, you know, in New York when you lived in your Tribeca apartment, when I was with Joey, he would walk around and with his camera because I had New York Nico on the podcast. He was the second episode, and we spoke about this too. Right. He Joey used to walk around as though he was texting, but he wasn't. He was just looking at his phone and going. As people were walking by, yeah, yeah, street crazy street photography. I was very, really, really. Uh, I I started school as a photographer, and then I switched majors to film, and I always carried that interest, and I always wanted to shoot from a young, young age, and I just like for me, I was like, oh, I have a hundred bucks in my checking account, I'm gonna go to like barnes and noble and buy like a photo book you know and even to this day i got like two thousand art books and i love them so much they're like my trophies of life mm -hmm. and i bought them all at a time you know every time i bought a book because i was into that person at the time or right place whatever right place right time it all ha came so serendipitously right and uh and just w being influenced by all these New York street photographers, living in New York, walking everywhere. Being in Tribeca. Being in Tribeca and then later in the Lower East Side. Like, there's all these crazy people. Like, literally the most crazy fucking people. Crazy looking, crazy acting, crazy smelling. Smelling, like yeah. Every, man, like everything. And... And not only that, you have all these beautiful people and cool dressed guys and girls in beautiful dresses and 
insane hair and lavish jewelry and fur coats and what in your average you know average people too or that are in a hurry and they have mm-hmm. these stupid expressions on their face and you know like it, the sky's the limit mm-hmm. it's a perfect playground for a photographer in new york city yeah exactly and, for street uh, photography and so i was doing that and it was part of my Instagram, and my Instagram was just these photos on the street of these, like, candid street photos, like Cartier-Bresson or whatever, like, Bruce Gilden or, like, you know, very much that. New Yorkers. Yeah, well, he, well he, yeah, Bruce Gilden's a New Yorker, and it was very much that style, and it was very unapologetic. I'd go right up to people, take their photo. You but take, they were also just you like... Take, hey, did you take my photo? Don't fucking flatter yourself, buddy. Why the fuck would I want a yeah, photo yeah, yeah. of you? And like, but meanwhile, would... I'm like, I need this photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you would also take photos of just random people. Like, mostly, it was mostly just random. So we were never, it's not like you were like out on the streets looking for someone notori- like notorious. No, like, um, never. Never. I never stalked anyone never. for photos. Like, it no. was just like if somebody was walking I by. I wanted nobodies. Like, yeah, yeah, This yeah. guy has been wearing this fucking sailor hat for 40 years, and he takes the L train every day, and he's a widower, and he's an ex-fucking pianist. Exactly. And we're like, that's to me. I made a documentary called In Passing, and I was about a guy that handed out flyers at a strip club. And he was, I had like an eight block walk to the gym. I was in much this better shape. It's a fascinating documentary, so watch this. On, is was, it on Strange Customs? Uh, yep. Yeah. I was in much better shape at the time, and I worked out all the time and whatever. So I'd go there like every day, every other day, and this guy would be like, yo, flyer, like blah, blah, blah. Pussy, pussy, pussy. Yeah, and I'd be like, dude, get the fuck away from me. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, He'd be like, you know? come on, you know what? You don't like pussy? And one day after the gym, I got a yogurt or something, and I was just happened to be across the street directly from this guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm eating my yogurt, and I'm watching him, and everybody has the same reaction. Like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck, you know? And I'm like, damn, this guy's got it rough, you know? Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm like, can you get it? Like, just stop working this job. Yeah. <laughs> so I went over to him, and I'm like, man, like, you know, what's your deal, whatever. And we got talking, and I found out all this crazy shit about him. He needs the job. And Yeah, of course. So I basically spent a couple of days just on the other side of the street with a long lens, like, filming all the interactions with people. And it was fucked up what we filmed. Like, people just, like, shooing him out of the way and, like, protecting their kids from him and whatever. Oh, my God. But long story short, this guy was, like, kind of out of luck. He got involved with drugs. He got addicted. He kind of just sold all his belongings. He tried to get help, but he couldn't get help. His mom ended up falling asleep in bed while smoking a cigarette, and she burned to death. Oh, my God. Like, just, like, the worst comment, you know. And he was a good guy that just, and, you know, he was a little. Fucked up. He he just had a little, yeah, he was not as sharp as your average person. There was something, I don't know, I'm not a doctor. Or maybe he was and he was trying to dumb it down with the drugs. Yeah, maybe it's the drugs. Maybe, you know. But now at this point in his life, he just didn't seem like he had equal opportunity as everyone else. His equilibrium was a little off amongst other things but he was a great guy Mm -hmm. and i wanted to help him out and i he let me do the documentary and everything and i ended up giving him a few hundred bucks like as a thank you not like a business transaction and um the movie got out there like a few people you know people saw it and i got a lot of good feedback and it got posted here and there and 
Well, what's what's interesting is that where I feel like I mean I don't want to to to, to say that it sprouted what what our friend Nicholas Heller has done, but I think it for sure inspired and he he he's even said it. Yeah, he told me. He's, he's he like, said he said it's inspired him. He Nick, told me that's Nick, where I got the idea Nick, to go out in the street and shoot. Yeah, stuff. exactly. And, and he just took it to the next level. The whole next level. He basically took it. Which I feel like you would, if you had still been living in New York, I you would probably st- would have done the exact same thing. Not exactly. Or it would have been a joint account. It would have been a joint account. He tackles it very much in this like very documentary kind of way. Yes, he's and friends with. Them. I always tackled it in this. I always he takes it as what's actually happening, and he's preserving the con. You know the context of what's happening. And for me, it was always about like the impression of what was happening. Yeah, I just wanted to give you a glimpse where he wants to give you the a story. whole slice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I understand that. And that was the difference. And that's and why, that's what and the maybe that's are. why his he ended up being so successful because I give you a glimpse, but with him, you get the whole story, and to, people want the story. Yeah, you people, know. People. And this day and age, nobody wants to get. You know, cock teased. <laughs> it's, it's true, right? It's very, very true. And uh, I, I don't know. I just for for anybody who's listening to this, first of all, Joey, I'm so excited to work with you again. Cool. And we're man. we're we're shooting Uberpool music video mid July in Toronto. Can I get a confirmation on that? Yeah, we are. Okay, there we go. So we're shooting that mid July. But for anybody who's out there, really, just take a moment to check out Joey's work and. Um, you know, if there's something that, you know, uh, that that you're passionate about and that you're very talented in, you know, I, just I hope. Just do it. Just do it. And I'm, I'm hoping. People, everyone is going to tell you that you're dumb and it's shitty and you shouldn't be doing what you're doing and it's not worth it and it's not a real. Stop. Everyone said that to me. Yeah. And then when it pops, like, hey, whoa, why are you going to LA and shooting this random slut and making this shitty video? And, whoa, and you're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you do and it. it pops. And then, the, then you get a DM in your Facebook. And you're like, oh, man, that was so knew. sick. Like, yeah, I always knew you were talented. You're like, what? Like, scroll up. <laughs> yeah, it's just the way the world is. But, so Joey. You just can't take, like, you can't take anybody's bullshit serious you know yeah and i think the lesson from some of your stories is too is and i can relate to it too because i've been taken advantage of in you know similar situations that were different is that when you're putting in the work and it's your vision and you're getting your hands dirty um you know try to ensure as best you can obviously there's some things that you can't control that you're compensated for it in whatever way, whether it's a shout out or repayment or job opportunities moving forward, you know? And if not, know that what goes around comes around, you know? Um, People who don't, like, what you did for Krayshawn was a huge favor, you know? You basically, you guys didn't have to do that. I didn't even want it to be like that. I wanted it to be business. I know. you wanted Yo, to... you're an artist. I respect you. Yo, I'm an artist. Respect me. Here's a transaction. I'll give you a free video when you can't afford anything. anything. And it and popped you all off. all you got to do is give me one more video <laughs> if it's successful. 
a and shout then out. we could go that, our separate ways for exactly. life. Exactly. And I never did anything but respect her. And she just didn't have any respect or and, decency. And, and I think... And it's and it's 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 and there's a lot of people like that, and that's what's fucked up. And this is what's fucked up. Is this where I want to talk about? That's why is, entertainment kind of. That's what I know because there's that's so why many Harvey Weinstein was is, able to do all that shit. Because this, this is what sucks about it. Is I want to touch on it. Is that there's a lot of people like Joey, young people who have dreams and aspirations to do whatever it may be, direct films. And you know what? Shooting music videos might not be exactly what they want to do, but it's a means to get to where they want to go, i.e. the same way how you start doing open mics before you're selling out cross-country. Like, not that I'm doing, you know, selling out cross-country, but you start somewhere, you know? And for people in a position, like, for other artists who are literally in that same position. Like, you have to empower other artists when you're in that position, especially when they're empowering you. It's really bad amongst directors. Like, directors have other director friends, but the the rivalries are pretty vicious. It's kind of lame. It, It is lame. And something that I think is cool about me and my group of friends and the people around me and how and then me this is what something that's cool about me and i can say that as unhumble as that as that sounds is i really want to see everyone around me flourish because i want to flourish do you know what i'm saying so if i want to flourish and everybody you know what i'm saying like i want everything i wouldn't be fucking with you joe do you know what i'm saying if i didn't want to see you succeed and be happy, you know, and and have your and have your best, you know, attributes, like, you know, blown up and 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 amplified. So, just take take this episode as you know. I think this is a great episode, personally. Yeah. Like, take it as a lesson, you know. I mean, more importantly, let's talk about this blow up mattress. <laughs> the blow up. Okay, first of all, yeah, let's 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 now that we got the interview part done, which is honestly that was a great interview, Joey. Thank yeah. you for opening up. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm happy to talk about it. Last thing I would want is for somebody young in my position or whatever to go out and do this and get taken advantage of, and I'd hate to. It, it's happening, and so just so if you're listening, just it changed my career. It didn't end my career, but it changed it. And the opportunities I had were different because of it. And it's 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 fucked up a little bit that entertainment, the people that are on screen are worshipped so much. And the people that are making it all happen mean this little tiny yeah. bit. And it's, and it's crazy. Like, it's everyone's in it. And without those people, those people on screen wouldn't exist. Yeah, it's so true. Everyone would just be a YouTube shithead, you know? Or, Logan a, or Paul. an Instagrammer or whatever. Logan Paul. I don't even know. But yeah, whatever. And I think this just has to do with uh, how a lot of people are pieces of shit who are going after, like, in the entertainment industry. A lot of people are, like, in it for, like, they don't really care about what they're doing. They just want money, fame. You know? Yeah. It's just about the money and the fame. Oh, yeah. Totally. So, I respect you so much. Thank and you, And I respect man. your work. 
and respect to anyone that just cares about going what after they're doing. Exactly. And you could be business minded and you could want to be successful and you can want the hits and the this and the that, but just care about what you're doing. Don't do it because it's easy. Don't be afraid to say no. Like just you know, stay true to yourself. It's yeah, so exactly. tough in this business. It's and so stop tough. Stop making shitty fucking comic book movies and stuff. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so you're okay. So now you just bought a farm in Toronto. Yeah, I bought a a thirty three acre farm, at, uh, like you know, fifty minute drive outside of the city. You and Maddie Madison literally north <laughs> north. Maddie's a good guy. Um, he's did that. He just bought a farm too, right? I think he's got the same idea. Like, how how many farms? How close are your farms? Oh, I mean, him and he's about an hour and a half out, and I'm fifty minutes out. So how far I'm are you probably from each other? thirty to forty minutes away from him. Oh, okay, well, which in farm country that's close. Close, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's awesome, man. That's, that's like going to get some groceries. Yeah, man. Well, like I'm like you. I appreciate good food. I I really enjoy cooking. I like. I don't want to just cook everything in a pan every time. I like I, blenders and ovens and wood oven and stove Barbecues. and barbecue. I like all, every fucking gadget and every, you know like. Mm-hmm. You could do all that stuff, and I'm into hot rods and having my cars out there. And, and you're riding engaged. my dirt bike and you're my engaged. dogs. And you're yeah. engaged. A very sweet girl. Yeah, we're trying to fix the property up to get married on it, hopefully next summer. But Oh, so that's the plan. I mean... I, you never told me nothing. You never told Uncle Jeffy nothing about no wedding. Fucking hell, I gotta invite this guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be your best man. That's uh, a secret. Probably Armin. It's wrapped up tight. Kyle? Not me! Maybe! Probably Pete. So, Joe, I think this has been a great episode. Um, Is there anything else we want to talk about before we get out of here? Um, Honestly, no. I think you pretty much covered a lot of that. Once you're ready to get back into it. Because I know once you get back into it, it's going to be really serious. Like I said, we got a lot of stuff that we've been secretly working on. We got a lot of music projects. We got a lot of and follow stuff stra- in the works. Follow Strange Customs. Strange Customs on Instagram, Vimeo, YouTube. You can find both of us on Instagram at Heavy Two Vs at Joseph Zentiel private account. Don't follow. <laughs> follow Strange Customs and uh, just flourish onwards and stay true to yourself. God bless. <laughs>